We good? Hello, yo, what's up? What's happening? They said, yo, come by. <laughs> they said you had it going on over here, and I said, yeah, I gotta come get, you know, the, the aura of, of of awesomeness. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Internet, hello and welcome to another edition of Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Or something to that extent. It's your boy, Matt Raz. Matt Raz? And as always, I have my compadre, Chico Leo. And in the corner, duct taped, and with the gag over his mouth is... <laughs> Alright, that's enough Ben I mean. We'll get to comics I copped later on. First thing up, uh, Ben, where have you been all week? What's, uh, what's going on? Okay, I, you're right. I'll tell him the truth. So basically, we've done some market research. Uh, Fan Bros is testing a little too urban. People said they would prefer less people and voices of color on this show. So I'm here to balance it out. Ben will keep him not talking on the show. And uh, what's your favorite thing about White Power, Chico? White Power. Yeah. Uh, not much, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I, I didn't see all that market research. I was wondering why when we came in that Ben was over there tied up in the corner. Um, in fact, if you hadn't said that, I would have already ripped the, uh, ripped the duct tape off his mouth. Um, I got to be honest with you. I got very little good to say about white power. What about you, Matt? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not that, that, uh, that fond of it either. Matt's never been that fond of white power. Ooh, Whoa. he escaped. Yeah, you know, black power always does do that, though. Right. Uh, hello, folks. How's everybody out there in the internet world? Uh, I definitely have was kidnapped for a second ago, but I had to get out of that. Uh, just after we have the Brothers in Animation episode with Kim Sony, and this is what you're all, y'all gonna do now. This yeah. is how we do. Yeah, this is this how is, the market responded. We have a Brothers in Animation this, episode. This, this is uh, Kale Chat with Matthew and Chico. Kale Chat. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, that should be a show yeah. though. We're talking. We're talking about nice fucking <laughs> Banana Republic outfits. Abercrombie and Fitch. We're talking about um, raising the average rent in neighborhoods and making uh, organic bodegas. Is and the, raising chickens in the backyards in those in those neighborhoods. Is yeah. this the episode where you reviewed a notebook? Uh, nah, that's uh, nope. No, I missed out. That's like one of my favorite movies of all time. No, but, I, you know what though? What uh, did you cry during that movie? No, I laughed. No, so what's the movie you cried during? Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Yeah, definitely. If what, you build it, he will come. What's the movie you cried during, Chico? You know that movie where Sean Penn got put to death? Uh, I, I, can't I Am Sam? No, no. I've never seen <laughs> I Am Sam. But uh, no, it, it's some death penalty movie. I Am movie. Sam is actually awesome. It's really good. <laughs> with, it's but he's death, super retarded it's in de- it. It's a death penalty movie with, uh, with, with, with Sean Penn and uh, Susan Sarandon. And he plays actually a white supremacist who gets uh, put to death. I also cried in Toy Story 3. Uh, I heard everybody P- cried Pixar's in Toy been Story making 3. Some toy, yeah. uh, tear jerkers. Yeah, Pixar, Pixar's up, are evil up, bastards. Up is like, you know. Up is so yeah. cruel. The only movie I actually ever do ride during is. <laughs> this isn't even a joke. It seems like a bit. Uh, Rugrats, the movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Did you cry because you looked at your watch and there was still like an hour to go? Or? Uh, no, no I, I pressed the watch and it tells me the time. I don't right. have to look at it. Uh, it, has, it has a Mickey. <laughs> but why did you cry during right. Rugrats? Uh, because all right, so there's basically the premise of the movie is the uh, the Rugrats have been been split up from the grown ups. There's there, a premise. Yeah, man, it's a feature <laughs> film. It's not just the fucking they're not lollygagging around. I all mean, right. a lot of feature films these days Drinking barely from bottles, have a premise. Throwing in sandboxes. There's more to it than that. <laughs> so it's not Grand Theft Auto, is what you're saying. They're, they're stranded in the woods, left to fend for themselves. A ragtag bunch of like one to Five year at best, five year old probably. Uh, and then there's this part where Tommy Pickles, the protagonist, he has his uh, his new. Uh, Why hasn't somebody rapped with that name yet? I I can't be sure that they haven't. Yeah, Tommy Pickles. They, they have his new <laughs> his Pickles new baby brother, dope. Dill Pickles, Dylan Pickles, <laughs> has been introduced to the fold. Uh, this really changed. Hold up, Dylan Pickles came in in the movie. Yeah, like that's like, the, like the, 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 the movie is kind of like welcoming Dylan, Dylan to Pickles. the Rugrats. <laughs> yeah, like that's like the why why is it a movie? We're bringing a new D- element. Yeah. In. So basically, so Dill Pickles. Yeah, so like the the Pickles dynamic has shifted at this point because like Tommy was always the only <laughs> child. So basically, they're going on in the woods and then they're they're finding themselves. This is like a coming of age uh, story. Okay. And then when they're in the woods, there's all kinds of threats. You know uh, what? Wolves, bears. 
uh, lions. lions and tigers. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, you know, all that, all that wood. That, those stuff. are things that definitely affect modern children today. <laughs> uh, and it was, it was like, cold, it was cold out there. So at, at one point, they find a nice shelter, and they're, uh, they're hiding out like under this big hollowed out tree. I don't know what kind of tree, maybe oak. Yep. Uh, they're in the tree, and they're sharing a blanket, not by choice initially. They have one small blankie betwixt the two of them, all right? They're both struggling for the blanket because it's freezing cold out at night in the woods, all right? And then, in a truly selfless gesture, Thomas Pickles gives that blanket to his new younger brother as a gesture of accepting him in the family. How old is Dill Pickles at this point? One, less than one. Yeah, well, okay. I mean, thanks, Thomas, but that's that's not very selfish. That's kind of like saving no, his life. It's, no, it's selfless. I mean, he, you know, he's pretty much saving the little boy's life. Yeah, I know that. Don't you think that's endearing? That that's so, the, that the Tommy's you... only like two or three. Oh, okay, all right. There, there is a theory out there that John Benet's Ramsey's brother is the one who killed her, and that that's why the parents were trying to protect the brother. So the point being that mm. that there is actually a historical precedent of like a child killing their younger sibling out of jealousy which tommy pickles could have done in that situation <laughs> which would have made rugrats an r-rated or nc-17 movie. And an amazing oh, movie yeah. at that. Uh, yeah that would be like the prequel to home alone right like you know when you find out why why they're called the wet bandits it's because they do a bunch of dust in the movie before that right and then they decide to rob a bunch of precocious 10 year olds are they the wet bandits? I don't even Maybe, remember They might that. be the sicky bandits. Right. No, no it's not about wet because they turn on the water, right? Right. Every time, yeah. So I think they are the wet bandits. So right? they're really just getting wet is right. what you're saying with uh -huh. Denzel? Yeah. Yeah? Not with Denzel. Why not? I mean, we can have a big universe right here. Did you see the Denzel? Why would they be was... hanging out with a cop if they're fucking bandits? There right? was something about Denzel being in Fast and the Furious 7. Did anyone see that? And that he was offered it and, and molded over and then turned it down. No, but you know that um, Jason Statham will be in Fast and Fur Furious 7. So they're making that into a big universe. Right. Do you he think Do you think he got the role that Denzel was offered first? You know, that would have been great because um, at the end of Fast and Furious, Jason Statham rolls up like he's, you oh, know, he's he the does. driver. Oh, yeah, he's okay. the driver in the end of 6. Right. So what if Denzel had rolled up like the training day, right. you know, and been like, <laughs> fight to get wet. Right. <laughs> Wait, now, when you said he rolled up like the driver, is he like the dude from the transporters? I mean, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what they're doing. They're combining yeah. the universe. Right. Jason Statham in his nameless role, right. you know, has now become part of Fast and Furious. Right, got it, yeah. got it. He rolled up like he was the driver. Right. Wow, so so, re so they're basically letting people just go ahead and assume that that's an extension of yes, that? Yes, they're just bringing it all together. Is That's going to be like, uh, what is it, the guy in Law & Order that he's in every other yeah, show? Yeah, he's in every other show, yeah. Sorry, I wish I could speak on that more informed. What's his name? Uh, nah, is I that don't Detective know. Come Munch? on, Chico. Yeah, Detective Munch, Munch is, the, is the guy. I'm trying to think of what the actor's name is. But yeah, Detective Munch. But, but he's Munch. not the fellow that gave his eyeballs away to somebody in need. Not that I know that's of. That's Jerry Orbach. Yeah, yes, that's correct. But that's a different person. That is a different person. Yeah, Munch has been on the X-Files. Oh, Richard Belzer. Yes, the Belzer. Richard Belzer. Belzer, one of my favorite actors, he's been too. He's on, been on the X-Files. He's been on the Simpsons. He's been on two Law and Orders. And he's been on Homicide, very criminally underrated so, show. So is that the character that probably crossed over? Yes, the, the most. Yes. On TV, Is anyone anyway. even close, like in, you know, mainstream media, not necessarily just in like... Comic books or, or something. Or like the Star Wars book universe or whatever. Mm. Yeah, I would say so. There's no one who's come close to that. Like, I yeah. can't think of anyone who's crossed over more than once and even that. And it, it's it's sad because, I mean, well, maybe that's going to change with all these Marvel movies and TV shows. It, and DC is doing it, too. Is he the one that links everything to New Heart, too? Because there's this link from New Heart where every show come, becomes a part of New Heart and St. Elsewhere. Oh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. well, you know, Denzel Washington was on St. Elsewhere. Well, that makes the whole link to all those different shows come together. And because of that... You know, because uh, St. Elsewhere is like an imaginary show at the end of right. it. Right. At the end, it's like an autistic kid looking into and a snow, snow globe. globe. Yeah. yeah. And so because of that, it makes all these shows right. imaginary in his mind is right. what they were saying. Yeah. I don't know. And I don't know why they haven't done this crossover thing more. You know, like everyone wanted to see like an X-Files Buffy crossover back in the 90s. Yep. Or, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of directions that they could go in with that. So what a crossover would you love to see? That that's, you've always been dreaming of. That's, that's actually a really great question, and I almost want to sort of mull that over and come, come back on, to nah, it. But nah, let me right ask you, the, right, right off the bat. Qualifying, I mean, like, of all time, like, you know, like, or or is it just, like, things that are on right now? We'll go with all time. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that whole thing that was on the internet, if the Breaking Bad does end with Walter White going into uh, witness protection and ending up with the family from Malcolm in the Middle, 
where something like that, like that would be pretty incredible. I think that would be one of the greatest endings to television yes. of all time. Despite the fact that it actually doesn't work because he's now 20 years older than he was. You know, like like Frankie Muniz is like a middle-aged man now compared to what he was on Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, but without Frankie Muniz being, I mean, you don't even have to show. Right, that. I you guess can just show him saying, walking yes, into the house. Walking so into that, the house. And, yeah. But I'm um, speaking of Breaking Bad. The ending. Uh, they said that uh, Vince Gilligan, that's the creator, right? Yep, yep. He said that writing the ending episode made him cry. Right. Wow. Yeah, like a baby. Right. Like a little baby. I wonder what he thought of the Rugrats movie. <laughs> yeah. Hold so, on. Oh yeah, but real quick, we can finish that. That's perfect. Um. So that moment made you cry. Yeah. I mean, I like. I shed a tear. That's it. Come on, be for real. Two to three tears. I was not bawling. Okay. I, you know, but no, I mean, I was emotional at that moment. Definitely, I feel you. I, f- I felt like I could, I could relate to that. And how old were you at this time? Uh, I was, I was probably not a fully formed teenager yet. Oh, okay, yeah, I mean, I was bawling a in tween, Toy Story maybe? three, like you know, last week. So that's nothing. Also, do the right thing. Speaking of movies that make you right. cry, yeah, do the right thing when they killed Radio. Man, that was that was a bad moment for me. Malcolm makes me cry. Spike Lee still makes movies. Wow. That's so disrespectful. I know. He's going to be on combat next week, too. He is? Yeah. Spike Lee's going to be on combat, Jack? Well, uh, no, I probably jinxed it. But, yeah. but no, he really he really is supposed to. Oh, wow. awesome. We're definitely so. going to have to have him stop through Fan Bros. Absolutely. Yeah, because we want to talk to him about Old Boy, his new movie coming out That's that correct. everyone should go see. I would yeah. love to hear his – has he ever spoken on his philosophy of, like, you know how he redoes certain elements or certain scenes of his movies? Like, uh, you know, he has the one where he'll do the montage of everyone just saying, like... Right, and racial the, slurs to each other. Yeah, yeah, to the so, camera. So is that about, like, he felt like that was an effective construct he wanted to use again? Did he feel like he had a way to put a new twist on it? I feel like a lot of directors use those type of tricks, though. Yeah. I mean, Quentin Tarantino has in every the single movie shot. the shot from the trunk. The one thing about the Spike Lee thing... He's known for doing something that he actually took from Scorsese movies, and that's like the people floating through space. There, there's a thing that's in a bunch of Spike Lee movies. I know that, but that's all. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's, it's if not Scorsese, Scorsese yeah. invented. No, it's somebody yeah. else invented that. Yeah. I actually was talking about that uh, maybe a few weeks ago. But like that's everybody. Like even Scorsese and um, on Scorsese, did you see that new uh, trailer for American Hustle? No, not yet. I know. I know. We were, yeah. No, um, I haven't seen that yet. But. Yeah, it's featuring uh, Christian Bale. Right. Uh, what's the guy from Hangover? Uh, Bradley Cooper. Right. Bradley Cooper with a little Jufro. Right. Going on. Um, Lois Lane. Amy uh, Adams. Yeah, Amy, Amy Adams, who is looking really good in a tight yeah, dress. Let me yeah. say that, folks. Like, Absolutely. Mm, mm. Yeah, but um, that movie looks like it was directed by Scorsese, and it's not. It looks like a literal copy. Well, not copy, but all the best elements of, like, right. Casino, The Goodfellas, all that stuff. But it looks amazing. See, you know, the thing is, I read an interview with Kevin Smith a long time ago where he was like, yeah, I don't need to see these old movies because I've seen Scorsese's movies and he's seen all the old movies. Yep. And I just think, you know, that's 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 really no way to go about anything. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the point is, like, his idea is that, well, I don't need to see those old movies because I can just synthesize whatever from Scorsese that Scorsese has synthesized. And that just becomes like a, uh, you know, just some weak tea. Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely agree with that. Like I can't compare Scorsese to Orson Welles. Like, right. You know, you have to see Orson Welles. Absolutely. But by the same extent, besides like, you know, people that go to film school or something like that, like a kid born today, when do you think the first time they'll even see something black and white that isn't used as a gimmick or done artificially? Man. Maybe. I mean, they could go their whole life. If they watch that uh, Eddie Brock uh, Venom movie, they'll see something in black and white. <laughs> um, but no, you're definitely right. I know people. I know people my age who say I can't watch black and white stuff. They or saw the Kill other, Bill. Or the other. The other thing is people can't see things that are in that square one to one point three three format that movies used to be. Like if you see The Wizard of Oz, it's square and everyone yeah. has a rectangular TV screen. Yeah. So people are literally feeling gypped because their TV people, screen people, is people, not full. People used to feel that way about all letterbox stuff. I right. Mean, I yeah. feel like that's nothing new. But yeah. wait, you said there's a Venom movie coming out? Yeah. Well, well not coming out. There's actually a Venom movie out right now on it's the It's a short internet. on the internet. Oh, is, is it real though? Well, it's, it's not real. It's, it's like authorized by It's really by... good. No, it's not authorized by anybody. It's directed by Adi Shankar. Let's butcher somebody's name this week. Adi Shankar, maybe Adi. I'd, I'd go with Adi. It's a guy. He directed uh, Dread and a few other Hollywood movies, but he's been doing these shorts. He did one on The Punisher a few months back, and now he did one on Venom. 
do we think that's almost that's kind of like an audition of sorts? He's trying to say, "Give me this property. This is what I could do with it." I mean, it's really looking like he's like, "Yo, Marvel, I want to do a Marvel movie." But he's done the Punisher, and now he's done Venom. You know, because he's doing it on his own, he's got like a freedom that actually makes. I mean, it's a short. It's not. It doesn't have a big budget or whatever. But it's really worth watching, and I thought it was really dope, and it was original, and it felt like something that was, you know, I mean, it's a little arty, but yeah, no, it's it's. I say it's great. Yeah, like, as do it's, I. It's seventeen minutes short. It's yeah. starring um Ryan Quantin. Ryan Quantin, who plays Jason Stackhouse on True Blood, and it's a great little seventeen minutes, yeah. and it's like uh, probably uh, the best Venom movie you're ever gonna and, see. And it's a takeoff on a fake documentary. Uh, from the early 90s called Man Bites Dog that's yeah. actually a fake documentary about a serial killer who's actually walking Wait, around killing people. Where with, can people find that? It's on the internet. And it's on fanbros.com. That's where you can find it. It's right up Wait, there yeah, on the top right. Wait, but for, for the Man Bites Dog. Oh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I, I couldn't tell you. I don't know if it's on Netflix. I don't know if it's on Hulu. But if you look for Man Bites, Bites Dog... dog. It's definitely a a. Um, it also has a nice little tribute to American Psycho in it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, where where does Venom's allegiances lie? Is he considered to be? Is he a hero? Is he an anti-hero? Is he a villain? He's a villain. He's a villain. That's the thing, though. Like, um, even people are commenting on the YouTube page on this for calling him, and Marvel's mainly sold him as an anti-hero. Right. I, like I, a Punisher. Well, I've I've always wondered, like. Besides, I guess the Magneto movie that they talk about is happening yeah. or is you know was going to happen. I yeah. don't know. Uh, that turned into the Origins movie. Have we ever gotten to see though something fully? I mean, it seems there's been it thought. seemed like if Heath Ledger was still around, you well, could have seen a that, Joker movie. See, I would argue that second Batman movie is a Joker movie. The Joker's in it as much as or more than Batman, yeah. and he steals the movie. Like everyone mm. talks about that Joker movie like being the best Batman movie. I argue. Heath Ledger's performance is the best performance ever in any Joe in any Batman movie, but I don't know that the movie is any, is actually as good as his performance now, is. Do you no. think you'd you'd watch a movie though? I mean, just centered around a villain and their motivations, or do you think that's just not relatable enough to be a mass release? I think there's a lot of people who would. Yes, I think like, who's a lot who, who like Lex Luthor is that like who is no. some no um but but the thing the problem with that is like it's like with uh Hannibal Lecter. Like even in Silence of the Lambs, you still have to have Jodie Foster there to you know kind of go off of because you can't just focus completely on this psycho. No, right. I mean there's obviously going to be other. I mean there's villains in superhero movies, just like there'd be superheroes so in a villain would movie. I like to see as a villain Darth Vader. Oh, that's actually yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, see, and I'm not a, the Anakin Skywalker right. version. See, I that could actually that, that's see. A I argue good that's what Breaking Bad is. Breaking Bad is the story of mm. Anakin Skywalker becoming Darth Vader to a certain definitely degree, is because it is about. So here's something that I read that I feel like is good news in the short term, but potentially bad news in the long term, and that is that I don't know if you heard this, DJ Benjamin, but they're saying now the Pacific Rim might get a sequel. And yep. the reason that it'll get a sequel is because it did so well in China. So now Hollywood is making 50% of, like, 50 of their revenue is coming from China, which is good for Hollywood. But what that means is they have to make movies that are so broad that they have to appeal to American audiences and Chinese audiences. China. And I just feel like, yes, in the short term, getting a sequel to Pacific Rim is dope. But in the long term, it's another... At least, if not an official nail in the coffin of like main, big budget Hollywood movies, it's just another sign of like because the broader a movie is, it, it just at a certain point there's just going to be nothing there because they're trying to appeal uh, to such. I a, think that's always like the argument that goes on, but I think that's like the same argument that I hear when people talk about like hip hop is dead. It's like, yeah, because you still have movies like Inception coming out two years ago, which is a huge big budget movie that most people have no idea what it meant. Right. You know, I I had no idea what it meant. Thank you. You you know, so it's like I honestly yeah. had no idea what was going on. Yeah. So there's a, there's still um we have Elysium coming out right. next month where you know what is a, what is that Elysium is really really dope. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a little uh, little little. Second I mean, we here. got we got we got to take a break or Whoa. unless it's, I mean I just can't you know. Absolutely. Just come on in. Yeah, come in. Come in. Hold on, man. Hold on. Can, can you can you, you want to sit down and, and join real quick? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. You on there? We good? Hello. Yo, what's up? What's happening? They said yo, come by. <laughs> they said you had it going on over here, and I said yeah, I gotta come get you know the the aura of 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 awesomeness. 
but internet. You know I mean, we got to give our guests a proper, his proper yeah, due. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we really have to give our guest his proper due. There's a legend that just walked into the studio. A legend, I don't think, is a good enough word right here. Take over the spaceship right here. <laughs> yeah, take over the spaceship. Yeah. Right on. I mean, I'm sweating and shit. You know, the <laughs> show, you know, we just started. I mean. DMC is in the building. What's up? DMC is in the place. I mean, that's not that's not good enough right now. Right. You know, that, no, that's, that's cool. That, 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 DMC what, what, is in a place I, to be, and a place to be is right here with the fan bros. Wow, that's your place yep. to be. Wow, the king of rock is in the building. That's right. What's happening? How you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Um, next door, getting ready to holler at Combat Jack. So yep. it was like, yo, you gotta go next door, man. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, that's we, what I had to. Now, we, now they, they know about your resume, of course, musically, but but uh-huh. I, I think the fan bros will love to hear about that new project you have as far as... Uh, yes, I'm putting out a comic book. That's right. A graphic yeah. novel we hear. Graphic novel. Yep. We're going to do the graphic novel first. You know, we want to do it legitimately so that we give tribute, so we celebrate, and we could authentic, authentically engage and put com- comic book culture on a platform. Like everything that I did with hip hop, I'm getting ready to do with comics be- wow. because this ain't like, oh man, here comes another rapper trying to mess up another <laughs> industry in a genre, no. Before I started rocking rhymes, writing rhymes, wanted to be Grandmaster Flash, I used to just sit in my room, read comic books and draw. Okay, all right. That was my whole, before I rhymed, before Run Put Me Down, it was comic books for me. That's all I did. Which ones? Which comic books? Yeah. For you? It was Marvel. Our it was a hundred percent. Now I didn't notice, but they said Marvel was always the city, the images, the the backgrounds, the current events. It it just resonated. It with was real. Me. It, they were gritty. It, it happened right. in New York. Now don't yep. get me wrong. I mean, I might have brought Superman once or twice just to buy it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you got to. I, I supported Batman. Because even DC Batman was just dark. Batman right. was like Bruce dope. Wayne. Right. Right. Got and it was ladies. just dark. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But it was 100% me and my brother, who was three years older than me. It was comic books. We had a huge, huge comic book collection. And the funny thing is, when hip hop came over the bridge, we sold most of our comic books right. to buy turntables and a mixer. Uh, dope. Okay. <laughs> But we always ask this question of every guest who comes on here, uh-huh. especially those who read comics. What first comic was it that changed your life? That made you Spider Man. Like, that made you be like, oh, it was sh- this is real. Yeah. It was Spider Man. Spider Man. Yeah, it was Spider. I don't know. Um, Spider Man. Peter is real. Parker. Yeah. Peter Parker was like he was a student. Yeah. Like my whole life was school, comic books, and then hip hop. Okay. And Bruce Lee. All right. That's yep. that's that's who I am when I went on right. a mic. All that attitude of. Crash through walls, come through floors, bust through ceilings. That was all. Like, everyone, Rum put me in a group. I didn't really want to be an MC. It was all make-believe to me. So I was like, okay, what would Spider-Man do? Mm. What would the Hulk do? And that's how I would write my rhymes. But it, it, was, it was definitely Spider-Man because he lived in the suburbs. He went to school, and I just saw myself in him. You know, and people always ask me, D, what was it about comic books? And what was it about hip-hop? It empowered me. You know, I went to Catholic school my whole life. So to get from my house to school was 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 dangerous because the public school kids, you know, if you wore a uniform, right. you marked. And yep. the public school kids would come and rough me and take my money because I was a walking billboard of success. Oh, Catholic school kid, your mother and father paid for you to go to school so you got money. But comic books, I would read Spider-Man and the Hulk and... You know, their emotions, their troubles, everything that was going through was was with my life. So it got to the point where comic books gave me the confidence to say, okay, the next time this public school kid come to take my money, I'm going upside his head like the mighty Thor. So it's just that relationship. But I saw myself in Batman. I saw myself in Spider-Man. I saw myself in these guys, in the superhero. You know, comic books were so cool because, you you know, comic books was kind of like hip-hop. I learned a lot about current events. You know, the Red yep. Skull and Captain America right, right. educated me on World, World War II. Right, right, okay. right, right, right. You know, social studies and history books didn't have my attention. But the X-Men was like books, the civil rights. This X-Men was the civil rights. Um, You learned a lot about science, the submariner. All of these oh, comic man. books yeah. taught me stuff. Yep. So that, you know, that was it. But the first comic I brought was The Amazing Spider-Man. 
Okay, that that's like I'm I'm so glad you brought that up though because we talk about that. We we've been asked that ourselves, especially as brothers in the you know looking right. at comics and stuff. Right. We tell them that it was empowering. It was empowering, you for know, sure. because you're not a superhero in real life, but then you right. get to read this stuff and it yep. makes you feel like them. Right. Seen, in your life, in your universe, you became and then especially in Marvel, like you say, yep. you see real characters. Peter Parker is going right. through the same thing. Exactly. He's in high school. Yep. He don't get the girls, exactly. but then he's Spider Man, and boom, exactly. you know, he's out doing it exactly yes and that's what it is still blinds when he's spider-man that, like, that yep. oh hell oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah the you know, humor snappy, the sarcasm the attitude yep. oh hell yeah just like when we rocked the mic Mike, thank you just like when we rocked the mic for sure that's that's what it was and the that's whole thing, no that's what it is hey talking yeah yeah right the whole thing with the marvel characters is they had problems like except for batman none right. of the DC, you know Superman right they were they were just superheroes yeah yeah but the marvel ones they all have legit thing that was you can identify. Right. Marvel characters were like real life people. Right. Exactly. The DC guys were just cartoon superheroes. Right. Right. They were and good. You know, Green Lantern, but the Marvel dudes, they, the Hulk had problems. Absolutely. Don't want to be the Hulk. No. Trying on motherfuckers coming after him. You know what I'm saying? The X-Men and stuff. The Discrimination. It was just so amazing. Everybody hated the X-Men. Right. Exactly. And yet they're saving the world. Right. Exactly. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Always. That's what it is. Now, DMC, I know you have to get back over to the Combat yes. Jack show, but I have one question for you, Go. Uh-huh. Uh, a couple summers ago, I saw you perform at the Williamsburg Waterfront. Oh, yes. You with, have... with um, with what's his name? They, My they, boy. They, they had Gucci Mane. They had uh, Dougie Fresh. They Dougie, had Andrew yeah. WK. They had hey, that's Chuck yeah, Schumer. Andrew. Yeah, Andrew was there. Uh, yeah, so my question is, uh, you did a record there that uh, was inspired by Nirvana. You had had, yes. had a, a sample record, and then you come as you are, and and you yes. were, you were yeah. saying at that time that uh, you had had a dream where uh, Kurt Jay, Cobain had come. Kurt to you. Cobain and Jay, I had a dream. <laughs> Kurt Cobain and wow. Jay was in my bedroom. Wow. Okay. And you know, I was laying there, and it was like. It was like something just told me, because they're together now, Biggie and L, all these Michaels up there now. And it was like, do something because, you know, Rage Against the Machine, Nirvana. Kid Rock said, Run DMC and Aerosmith had a baby and I popped out. Corn, mm. Limp Bizkit, um, Blank 182, all these dudes, we kind of created a genre. We didn't really create it, but we kind of created this rap, rock, rap genre. Oh, Absolutely, no, 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 you did. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You can, you yeah, can yeah, definitely yeah. wear no, that no, mantle yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. And you I, did. You know, the king I, of rock, yes, yeah. for a reason. And, and I yeah. think what happened is, after Jay passed away, he's always on my mind. And when I drive around, and my CD player is, I took all my old cassettes of old school hip hop before it was on records. Cold Crush Four. Fantastic Five, Funky Four Plus One, Africa Bambana, put them all on CDs. But the first CD in my truck is the Nirvana album with mm. the baby on it. Yep, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Yep. So I'm constantly listening to that, and I hadn't met David Grohl. Okay. Father's Nirvana, and he said, "Yo, me and Kurt and the boys was at all the Run DMC and Public Enemy concerts." <laughs> So I don't know if this was really a dream or if these motherfuckers was really there. I, I, they I, was like, yo, you got to do something where you bring Nirvana-esque music in with that rock rap thing. And it was basically, you know, you know, I just, I just, something just told me. So he's do like, something he's like, he's like your advisor. He's giving you some career advice, too. Right, exactly. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And we, and we took the Nirvana beat. And we did this song called We Need New Education. We need new, we need new, we need new education. We need, and it goes, gasoline is at a record high. And I got to spend my money because I got to drive. If I don't go to work, then I don't survive. Now that's one commodity that I have to buy. Let's go. No, 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 no. And I have the kids go, we need new, we need new, we need new education. So, you know, I'm so inspired by, you know, Rage and Nirvana that, Kurt and Jay came to my bedroom right. and told wow. me to do something. Wow. But hold on, getting back, what is the comic, the graphic novel you got coming out about? It's, all right, first of all, it's not a rapping superhero. Good. The, my first priority, right, he said yeah. good, right? <laughs> my first priority is to be true to comic book culture, conception, art, writing, 
in production. So, like we talked about, in this universe here, we on this show right now. Right, right. DMC, Daryl McDaniels, is the king of rock. But in the other universe, the comic book is not a rapper. I'm really a motherfucking superhero. Mm. So, um, I am this, I guess I'm a demigod. That's what we're going through. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Don't want to give it all away. Yeah, not but too much. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a D- Daryl McDaniels, my old men are down. I'm a teacher. Okay. You know, it's education, English. So I'm not doing a rapping. The kids I'm teaching, the, the comic book flavor style look is going to be all hip hop. Okay. It's going to be in the 80s. This is going to be in the 80s universe. But DMC, Daryl McDaniels, is really the superhero fighting the bad guys, the demons, the Martians, the, the drug deal, everything. So it's an official comic book with, with Daryl McDaniels from Queens, school kid, Catholic school, not rapping when he found out, you know, I, I, he's a superhero. So it's going to be official. How did he get his powers? I don't want to reveal okay, it we all. Can't, we I, can't. I, I, I don't want to reveal it okay. all, but you know, a couple of years ago at age thirty-five, I found out that I was adopted. Right. So, I found out that I what I've been what my and this is true. Everything that you know about me that I put on records, that's not my beginning. Right. Right. Wow. My beginning really started when my father's. Father's fathers appeared to me in my another dream and said, You think you're just Daryl McDaniels, but you have no idea who you really are. Right, mild manner came mm. from Queens. So it's it's it's, it's fun. It, you know, everything that I represent with my music will be those elements in the book. Education, you know, devastated mic controller D. Like the way I rock the mic is the way I'm a kick ass in this comic book. Right, excellent. <laughs> you got the cover by Sal Busima. Yes. Legends. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said. Me and my brother, we collected Marvel comic books. His artwork is the definitive backdrop artwork, painting, color, essence of my whole being. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, Sal, Sal Buscema is just... He did it all. I mean, he did the Hulk. He did Spider-Man. Right, Man, Conan, Iron Man. Yeah, his yeah, art exactly. was Iron so, Man, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. His he did art all the Marvel so, yeah. heroes at various points, yeah, without a doubt. Real. He's a legend. Yep. Yeah. So, so they asked me, right they, you know, they was like, legend. ask me, who would you want? You know, Jack Kirby's a huge legend. Oh, oh But Sal Bushima, his, yeah. he defined my whole existence. Sal, Marvel, and like I said, Bruce Lee. Right, wow. All right. And yeah. then hip-hop. That's a good combination. Well, we don't want to keep you too long. but Thanks we're gonna for let having it, me. Oh, no, no. Thank you. Thank you for thank coming. Thank you, sir, for coming thank on. You. Everyone can go to www.dmc-comics.com yes. to check this out. You can... Check it on Twitter at DMC Makes Comics. Yes. Kickstarter. There's a Kickstarter going on. Yes. Got nine days left. Go yep. check out the Kickstarter on DMC's website. Yeah. That we just said www.dmc-comics.com. Support the Kickstarter, and you can check out the costume on this yes. website too. Yep. But First we want we don't want to give it. away too much away. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. the graphic novel and the series, and the, the reason why that I decided to do it now, it's definitely in the right time because there's a lot of lot a lot of talent. This isn't just Okay, DMC is going to be my comic book. I'm going to do it. It's going to be this. I'm, I want to give every writer, every artist, every anchor, every penciler a chance. Okay. That's dope. Yeah. Salute. Wow. Well, anything else? That's it? Thank, thank I'll you. See you. Thank you I'll very see you all in a week. I mean, thank Absolutely. you, brother. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah. I'll see you soon, man. On. Thank you. We'll be right back with more Fan Bros. No problem. <laughs> Greetings, fan bros. It's your pal, Matt Raz, and I'm here to speak to you about... Ben, what am I doing a commercial for? You're talking about people subscribing to iTunes, leaving comments. People that subscribe to iTunes, you fucking disgust me. I'm sick of people going on iTunes, leaving comments every week. Is that... Is that yeah? I mean, you want to tell them how you really feel? Yeah, I, I can't fucking deal with it. Stop leaving comments on the iTunes. We get we're getting so many comments on the iTunes right now. We're gonna stop posting the show there. We're just gonna we're just gonna post our own comments on there. But they shouldn't stop subscribing. Just commenting. Uh you know what? I changed my mind. They should actually do it. They should subscribe, they should comment, they should rate rate the show. Fan bros on iTunes. 
actually, even fan bros who listen through SoundCloud should, just as a courtesy, please go to iTunes. It's really important. It sounds stupid. Every week you're like, guys, shut up about fucking iTunes. Uh-huh. I get it. Yeah, this is going on. Can we get back to the show? Uh, we can, but we're actually just going to keep this co- particular commercial break going until you, you listening right now, go on iTunes and rate it. And subscribe. We'll, we'll give you give you a few moments to do so. All right. And now, back to the show. And welcome back, Internets. I hope that break wasn't too long. We're right back here with more fan bros. Want to thank DMC himself of Run DMC for coming through and blessing us with our presence. That was a surprise guest, but I think it worked out pretty well. Yeah, I, I thank him for blessing us with our presence, too. One yeah. thing I was wondering, do you think that's officially a pause that he uh, <laughs> that he dreamt about being in a bedroom with? Uh... Mm, no. I don't know. Yeah, we're, you know, we're not really pause-worthy on this show or pause aficionados, that's you know? True. So uh, so here's, here's my question. Anybody see this list they put out uh, a couple weeks ago on Vulture? I think that's New York Magazine's blog. And they put a list of the top 25 action movies with the caveat, since Die Hard. Caveat, I like that word. I would have never known how to pronounce that. So it is only... Because it was the 25th anniversary, Die Hard came out 25 years ago. So that was the... Uh, exactly. Wow. So, the last, so the last 25 years, correct. Right. So um, that excluded the Predators, the Aliens, the Commandos. Right. And that, I mean, so I mean, a lot, a lot of your legacy action franchises and, you know, our nostalgic favorites are immediately rendered out of the list. So I thought that was a good call because I think that there's, you know... I heard that you had a problem with this list, though, Matt. I mean, I think a lot of people would. Like, based on the the qualifications that they had made, I don't feel like they even stick to their own criteria. What First were of all, yeah. I agree that movies can be multiple genres. Yes. They, they were looking specifically action, and they were saying not other things that, you know. So if something is has to be more action than, than sci-fi or more action than... Um, than police, right, or than than adventure, right. So what what they have in there? Oh, and they said no animated. Wow. Okay. So, Avatar's in there. I feel like that's animated. Now, I, 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 it's CGI, but I would totally agree. Yeah, yeah. Most um, of it's yep. Their top three, one of their top three picks in there. Minority Report. Garbage. That's See, a no, bad. No, I don't agree. I think Minority Report's great. I think their top three are actually pretty good, with the exception the, of the Batman no, one. No, Batman's a terrible call because at this point in the game, a superhero movie it's is its not an action movie. Right. It's its own thing. It has its own c- right. construct. Um, uh, I'd still argue that, that it could be con- included in action movies, though. I'd have to argue that. That's like, uh, like I don't Terminator. Think, I don't think the balance of I mean, it if falls action If you go on Netflix, they don't have a superhero thing. Like, Avengers would be under action. I mean, and I like, would say where, that. Where I think Batman put... is as much a drama, as much as a thriller. Right. But I just think that's a sign of it being a well-made movie. Where would you put uh, Terminator on that list? And would that be science fiction? They, 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 Terminator they, they have sci-fi. Terminator, t- Terminator 2, I believe, is one of their top The fact that Terminator well. 2 it wasn't isn't, top three, but... isn't their top three is an insult. To every, I mean, this list is just garbage. Uh, yeah, no. uh, I mean, right away. I like Minority Report, and I, I like actually their number you're, two pick. Their number you're insane to put that in number three, though. Oh, well, I'm just saying I like the movie, but their number two pick is Hard Boiled by John Woo, and I actually am one of these people who most people would pick The Killing as their favorite John Woo the killer. movie. Or the Killer. Sorry, yeah, I'm thinking of The Killing, the TV show. I actually like. Hard boiled more than the killer, personally, and so I, I give hard them boiled more over the top. But I'd yeah. go. With, I like hard boiled too because of its over the top. Yeah. It has some stunts that have never been recreated the, ever, and like you know, dudes died. The, hosp- that movie. the hospital shootout yeah. scene is yeah. so yeah. It's, it's like forty five minutes long. Oh, yeah, yeah, like them at like two feet away from each other. Right. One of my biggest issues with this list, though, there are glaring omissions. They lo- they definitely were not really considering enough uh, international fare on the list, and I'm not trying to be a film snob. But the Raid Redemption is, is literally sick. one of the best action movies ever. ever. Yeah, I've Definitely only seen fifteen top minutes of it. Twenty five years. Is, I, is that the, is that the sequel? Like, there's aren't there two Raid? Is that the one where they go into the building and and it's like just one crew, one one group of? Yeah, I don't know which Raid movie. It, it's I've it's seen. not it's not really a sequel. It's just called the Raid Redemption okay. due to copyright law. They right. couldn't call it the Raid. Right. Okay. So, okay. That's why. But yeah, it's no. I've only seen 15 minutes of it, and I agree with and, Matt. And it it's, uses a style of martial arts that's not used in any other film. Right. It's amazing. But I they saw also dude, didn't put any Steven Seagal movies, and he uses a form of martial up. arts. There's no Steven Seagal movies I don't on think this list. So. No, there weren't. Oh, this list is disrespectful. Right. There's no hard to kill. No. There, what, what, what's the one with the Jamaicans? 
Oh, uh, that, that's but, the one, the environmental one, right? No, that, no, no, with no, the no. Jamaicans, with the um, yeah, the screw you, face. Yeah, yeah, but are these really in the last twenty-five? I think those are more thirty. No, I think that I think the one on the boat is definitely within the last twenty-five. I know that that came out. Oh, the, yes. the one that's with Tommy Lee Jones, yeah, um, exactly. Under Siege. Right, that, that one's definitely within the last too. twenty-five. I'll tell you something. I, you know, I I saw Unstoppable, and I am a big Tony Scott fan, and I am a big Denzel Washington fan. I'm a much bigger fan of Man on Fire that Tony Scott directed with Denzel Washington. Now, I don't know if you consider that an action movie. Mm-hmm. There's a hell of a lot of action in it, Man though. on Fire is such a bite of um, well, City of God that I can't. The directing style. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Tony Scott even admitted that right. he was like, Tony, he told Tony everyone. Tony Scott is a hack director. Yeah, he, I, I, he's, he's such all, a he's bite. He's a bit of a hack director, style but, but I will argue everyone out there says Ridley Scott is the better. I would say that Ridley Scott's best movies are better than Tony Scott's best movies, but the average Tony Scott movie is way better than the average Ridley Scott movie. I think we movie. made this argument when uh, he first Tony passed Scott away. The best Tony Scott is a dead Tony Scott. Right? Oh, Man, uh, you know, no, I, was, I thought we were gonna be respectful this time, but I think that's the pe- second time uh, we people go him. check out this. It's called, what is it? Vulture.com? Yeah, it's on Vulture. There, there's actually an, another two emissions real quick. I wanted to get to is uh, the transporter. I feel like that definitely belongs in there. That's also a little bit of a bite, but I really like the first transporter. But I don't like the the sequel, and I didn't see the third. Uh, one. Uh, what's the other one? And and then uh, I think Rush Hour actually should be there. Wow, it's it's not necessarily a personal favorite, but I do think it probably is one of the best action movies of the be- top the last twenty five. And for you know for a younger set, listen, uh, you know, watching, I feel like they would fuck with that more than they might you know a Lethal Weapon or whatever. You know, I mean, it's impo- I mean, Lethal Weapon is so much better than Rush Hour. I mean, it's such a better movie. But Lethal Weapon, the first one, is actually before Die Hard. So it does have Run Lola Run. For some international yeah. affair, which I love. Run Lola yeah, Run a is huge, a great yeah, incredible. movie, man. Incredible. Yeah, really incredible. If you haven't seen that, uh, folks, they, they that's have, something to they check. They have Spider-Man 2, which I thought was an odd call. I don't yeah. know if that really... A lot of people like Spider-Man 2. A lot they of people like love Oc. Spider-Man 2, and I've never been one to understand that one. Because the first one kind of sucks, and the third one kind of sucks, and this one, the second one sucks the but least. But people act like it's like the greatest I know. superhero well, movie of all time. They actually say in there that it's the greatest superhero movie of all time. I don't time, which understand is not that. Ultimatum is up there. Do we think that's the best Born movie, one? though? I fell oh. asleep in the first one in the theater. No, this is the third one, Born Ultimatum, I believe. Uh, Last of the Mohicans? They, they have, yeah, that's really dope. They I mean, have that's Michael Mann. That's a really dope movie. I love it, but action? Jurassic Park, which is arguably much more of an adventure than an action yeah. movie. But you don't even great see, you don't, action moments. You don't even see the dinosaurs for like an hour in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I, I feel like that definitely is part of it being an action or not. I mean, it can be thrilling, it can be suspenseful, and but it's not necessarily an action movie. Minority Report not... is way more a sci-fi movie than an action movie. Right. The, so the, the, I, the, ba- the balance that. is what yeah. I think is important. But check out this list. Let us know what you think about it. There's actually a good list in response by a guy named uh, Tom Brennan, I believe his name. The guy that used to write for Village Voice uh, and do oh, the yeah, music yeah. Uh, blog. Is it Neil Brennan or Tom? Ne- Neil Brennan is the Chappelle Show co-creator. There we go. Uh, Tom, Tom Brahan or Brennan? Or Brahan, Brahan. Yeah, yeah Brahan. Yep. Tom Broham. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Broham, one of my favorite words. Not to be confused with Marvel writer Tom Brevoort. Nope. No, probably never will be. No. Tom, <laughs> Tom, <laughs> Thomas B., he has a list of his top 50 that he put up in response. He w- actually uh, set a couple more rules and followed them all. I think that his list is a more accurate reflection. Well, let's let's um ask the fan bros out there too. What are your top twenty-five? Or I mean, not no, twenty-five. No, please. don't yeah. tell. Yeah, us. please don't. I don't 25, care. So, yes. Some of you, some of you commenters do like to go on long-winded spiels. So no, just give us your top five, top three, even you know, movies since Die Hard. What do you think should definitely have been included on the list there that wasn't go. there, there and go. what was on the list that that is bullshit that there you would we take go. off? Like so the, you guys both didn't like Minority Report? The fact that it's about Terminator is I don't like insult. the ranking of Minority Report. It might okay. be it might be the twenty fifth. I, I don't love care about the movies, yeah. but that is not I mean yeah. it's better than isn't it better than Supercop? I mean I never saw a Supercop. No. Hell no. Okay. No, any Jackie Chan movie from his prime is better than anything that Tom Cruise has ever been in. Wow. That's big. Yeah. I'm a big I'm all the right moves fan. Uh, um I like Risky Business. Right, it was the same year. Yeah, so but you he know, owned that year. <laughs> 1983 Tom Cruise owned that year so it's been all downhill from, from there <laughs> I don't, before Scientology I don't know, you know if you would agree with you there right. but you know, what year did Cocktail come out I think probably like 86 or 87. I feel like you own that year. Like he no. could go into any TGI Fridays in America and, and take over. probably get like 15% off apps right. after 10 o'clock. <laughs> and, and maybe a drunk waitress to go along with it. I mean, if he plays his cards right. And if they were young and male. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think that's enough for that. 
Well, moving on, fan bros, I'd like to bring us to my favorite segment of the week, one that we haven't had in a while, Comics I Copped. Yeah, I like that little addition right there. I might have to add some sound effects to go with that, Chico. Uh, there wasn't really much that's come out lately, but I do want to take a quick second to shout out uh, Daredevil from Marvel. Since uh, DMC was talking earlier about the grittiness and the realness of Marvel, and Daredevil is usually known as a gritty... Yeah. Real grimy, Hell's dark, the yeah, ugly daredevil struggling, always getting his ass kicked, beat up week after week. And uh, writer Mark Wade has taken the new Daredevil series and put it in a whole different slant. It's like Daredevil kicking ass, having a good time as the blind superhero and a man with no fear. He's rolling through the streets, he's fighting different villains, and he's having a good time about it. It's not like the old Daredevil where it's just like, oh my god, you know, he's always struggling and weak and. Blah, blah, blah. I know he's having a good time. He's being a great hero. Uh, I'm not sure who the artist is, but he's amazing. Like, they've been doing a lot of different storytelling risks, just like I talked about before with Young Avengers and uh, Hawkeye, which is another great series you should check out. They just do a lot with the art and with the writing that's not done very much in comics. They have had a great issue. We fought Claw. Right. The man made of sound. Yep. And so that was like ill because you have a villain who uses sound Absolutely. against a hero who can hear too well. So it was great. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to that series, Daredevil, written by Mark Wade. Check it out. And Mark Wade is known for, I feel like, for bringing the, I don't want to make it sound, but for the, the fun back to superhero comics. Yep. Like, a lot of people have gone this way of the grim and gritty. And he is known for, you know, a lot of this at Flash and Kazar and stuff where, where he definitely is. You know, making from the point of view of, yo, who wouldn't want to be a superhero? Yep, and definitely, and that's what he's doing in Daredevil. And that's funny you mention that, too, though, because he also wrote another series, uh, Irredeemable. Right, yes. About a hero. I, which I read. I liked. Oh, you read Irredeemable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get to finish it. Did you read yeah. the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, man. And, and that actually is sort of dark. And, and Sort of. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Irredeemable yeah. is very dark. It's exactly. Like, it's, a, it's a series about uh, if Superman had turned evil suddenly. Right. And he just flips out and goes all the way evil, like full retard. Killing everyone. Like I am Sam. I mean, yeah, as if, as if, if you, I mean, as if I am Sam was an evil bastard who threw rocks from the moon to disrupt the ocean and kill millions in the process. No, he just screws up people's orders at Starbucks. Yeah, no, yeah. He uh, got so flustered. Do you remember that? He was trying to foam the fucking milk. It was tough, man. I've, I've never seen all of I am Sam. I haven't seen any of I am uh, Sam. Th- yeah, yeah I, I feel like it's actually worth watching. It's it's ridiculous, but great. I believe it. But uh, no, I want to know: uh, Does Mark Wade listen to this show? That's the guy's name. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he does. I have an idea for him for uh, a what if, a Daredevil what if. Okay. Uh, Daredevil, lacking sight, gets the gift of vision from Jerry Orbach. Jerry Orbach gave his eyeballs up when he died. Uh, to a lucky know, to New a Yorker. To a lucky New Yorker. However, there is an issue of and Daredevil. And then he starts seeing visions from Jerry Orbach's past. There was a Secret Wars 2 crossover in the 80s where Daredevil got his sight back for an hour. Really? From him. The Beyonder? Yeah, from The Beyonder. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. I didn't read that. I read most of those crossovers yeah. back in the day. Yeah, and so it's actually like what him happened? on the cover with his eyeballs. You know, uh, <laughs> no, well, I mean, you know, with his eyes instead of the red, you know, yeah. whatever. I honestly don't remember. Really? I, I Come know. on. That's I'm a momentous that issue. Up. I know. It is a momentous issue. You know, it was a really long time ago. Oh, and, come on, uh, man. I haven't read it. That was beyond with 20... the. That was beyond with the Jerry Curl, man. Right, that is exactly those right. Absolutely. Those are classics. Beyond white man walking around with the Jerry Curl, right. you cannot forget the story. Giving people bringing sight to the blind with his Jerry Curl. <laughs> He's like a Jesus. Right, exactly. <laughs> when I was uh, when I was in high school, I was watching Daredevil at home on TV on uh, some kind of premium cable channel, probably the movie. Yeah. The Ben Affleck? Yeah. The Ben Affleck, okay. Uh, but also, I had uh, for school, I had to read The Grapes of Wrath, so I was multitasking. I was doing both, kind of. Yep. And I kept getting fucking confused in The Grapes of Wrath, because I kept thinking, this guy's blind. How is he doing <laughs> all this stuff? It must be so tough without a- being able to see. As if it's not hard well, enough in The I, Grapes of I, Wrath. I mean, with Daredevil, I was just happy to see see a humble farmer make it. Make it. One, of, one of the things about The Grapes of Wrath is that a lot of people go and rent the movie when they're supposed to read the book. And one of the key things at the end of the book is the young girl breastfeeding the old man, which doesn't make wow. it. Yeah, it doesn't make it into the movie. <laughs> and so you should always read the book because you know <laughs> you they, get... it's not the only classic that has. Do, do they have like a Mister Skin for books? <laughs> you right. can just find a 
erotic literature that's actually segments. A, that's a great idea. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. That's a terrible <laughs> idea. That's a great idea. I'll tell you more. I mean, it's sad to say, but more people would read The Grapes of Wrath. The movie's pretty good, too. But. Yeah, but I, that, definitely. I would have read it if I'd known right, that. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, well, speaking of movies, do you have a right. Netflix pick of the week? Or whatever, Net- we still, um, I got to shout out some of our commenters real right. quick. Somebody said they wanted to call it the chick pick of the week. Right. I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, whatever, whatever people want to do. I mean, I feel like, you know, the Netflix pick of the week will help us get some uh, sponsorship by Netflix. But, but, you, but you got to I, I, I would go the, with Chico's pick Chico's of the Chico's week. Chico's what about the Netflix rhyme. pick of the week presented by Hulu Plus? Whoa, we're just going all right. out. <laughs> See, now, and I, I might even have to start, go, you know, sp- expanding out into get, the Amazon Why don't we do the Netflix? <laughs> yeah, the Netflix pick of the week. Sponsored by Hulu Plus. The, the, the Castro GTX Netflix pick <laughs> right. of the week. Sponsored by Hulu Plus. Yeah. Presented by Uvu. Right. So uh, <laughs> powered by Duracell. <laughs> so in in 1974, one of the most influential TV shows in the history of TV aired for one season. It was Kolchak <laughs> the Night Stalker, and Chris Carter, the creator of the X Files, said it was the most important influence on the X Files, and that people think the Outer Limits and the and Twilight Zone were actually big influences on him. He says he just gives maybe ten percent to those. And so like, Chris Carter's a blatant liar, is what you're telling me, dude. No, I mean Kolchak. Kolchak was the first. So he's a reporter. Kolchak is a reporter for a newspaper in Chicago Wait, in the seventies. Kolchak, but not Kojak. Yeah, no, this is Kol. I know it's Kolchak. K O L C H A K, and it probably was on at the same time as Kojak. That's probably why it got canceled. Kolchak has hair. No, it got canceled. It was on Friday at ten in nineteen seventy four, and anybody who was anybody was not watching. TV Friday night at 10. They were doing drugs. Yes. And having sex. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But um, he basically is a reporter and all the things that he investigates have to do with like witches and vampires and like Native American spirits and, you know, um, just stuff like that. That sort of monster of the week stuff. That Why is his name Kolchak? I think he's Polish or some kind of of Eastern European descent. I'm Uh, not sure. Okay. When you say he's the night stalker, you mean he's like a. He what? He strangles he joggers not, in the no, park. No, like, he's not, no. I mean, he it doesn't it, sound like a guy that would. No, be... I, and I agree. It sounds like a villain. I mean, I he's culture because he goes out into the night and stalks these monsters. Is I is think the, we have to say that more than the Friday night time slot, Doom right. Cold Chat, the Night Stalker. Well, That's just was, not something was, that makes. For, you know, Saturday morning cartoon it was, spinoffs or it was very, lunch boxes. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because they actually made several made-for-TV movies based on it. Lunch both, boxes, kids. And, and it was based on uh, a story by Richard Matheson, who's the guy who wrote the the short story that, uh, oh, I know, that I know Omega that name. Man no, you're thinking and, of Tim and Legend. No, no, no. Le- no. The, the one that uh, that Will Smith was in, I Am Legend. Legend, yes. And Omega, Omega Man. Man. And yes. he actually died recently since we've started doing this show. And we talked about that before. Exactly. Yep. So it actually, I mean, it has, and you know, I don't even know who Tim Matheson is. He he was in, he Animal played House. Otter in Animal House, one of the guys in Animal okay. House. But um, basically, you couldn't have the X Files without without Kolchak, and you couldn't have Fringe without uh, the X Files. And all three of those shows are on Netflix. Awesome my, way to uh, way to wrap it up. Exactly your Netflix pick of the week, right? Kolchak. Powered by duracell right what, what about any uh any new shows did you do you catch that show the bridge so yeah i'm i'm really digging the bridge uh i'm, I'm digging a lot about it uh, there's one element that i'm not liking but the bridge is a new cop show on fx and i think fx is actually puts out consistently really really Pro- great shows procedural or serialized or it's it's both? it's it's an ongoing story and it basically a body is left right on the border on the bridge which is on the border between el paso and juarez texas and the body's cut in half, so the legs are on one on one side of the border, and the head is on the other. On the the torso is on the other. So there's a uh, a Mexican cop and an Anglo cop team up, um, and basically all the action takes place on either side of the border. And the show is really offering a lot of commentary about what goes on on the border. Like Juarez has like five thousand people are killed in the year, and El Paso has like five people killed in a year. Yet they're like fifty feet away from each other. People in El Paso are really wealthy. People in Juarez, for the most part, aren't. There's a lot of cartel stuff, but just given the fact, how many Mexicans are on this show? There are a lot of okay. Mexicans on the show, and I mean, there had to be. Right? If there no, was, no. If and there wasn't, I'd be insulted. And that's why I do feel like you know, with the number of Mexican people in this country, they're not shown in the media. I don't know if you know, but I'm from Houston. Texas. I do know that. Yeah, I do know so that. If there's not a lot of Mexicans anywhere in Texas on any television show. Right. It's a lie. Right. Yeah. And and um, 
it, 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 it's got a really good cast. All of the border stuff is really is done really well. My and 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 the acting is really good and the writing is really good. It does seem to have one of these sort of omnipotent, omniscient serial killer bad guys. Like he just does stuff that doesn't seem like remotely possible in the real world. And that's my only issue is there that like everything around the main story is a 10 out of 10. The main story, it, it feels like an episode of like a very special episode of NCIS or whatever. But that don't don't take it the wrong way that you can definitely get a lot out of the show. And I know that they're showing the fourth episode just aired this week. It airs on Wednesdays and the, 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 they're all on demand. They definitely want people to watch it. But I just think um, you haven't seen, given the percentage of Mexican-American people and Latin people in general, don't get as much shrift on TV. And I don't know if I use that, you know, like short shrift. I don't know if I use that phrase. Mm. You don't see. I mean, no, you short see like George George Lopez comedies and stuff like that. Carlos Mencia. But that's not you what skip I'm talking both about. Of those. Absolutely. Um, so oh, it, George Lopez ain't that bad. Sorry, it, it, it definitely it de- no, he's not that bad, but his show didn't seem to be that. Carlos terrible. is though. Yes, you're terrible. Um, so I, I I definitely urge people to check it out. It's now it's a little slow, and the lead actress who plays the Anglo um, detective Diane Kruger, she played Helen of Troy in Troy, and she played somebody in the Quentin Tarantino World War II movie, the one where they were scalping people. Um, Inglorious Bastards. She has uh, autism or Asperger's, so so she's weird, and so that can be off-putting. She doesn't read social cues, and she'll you know, and so that can be a little off-putting. The lead, the Mexican dude, is really dope, Damien Bichir. Um, um, I don't know how <laughs> so, to pronounce his that's name so exactly. B e c h i r. Bichir. He, he played Fidel Castro in that movie that Steven Soderbergh directed about Che, about Che, and he was also on Weeds as Nancy Botwin's uh, Mexican husband. And I recommend The Bridge to anyone out there who wants to check out a new show. Definitely sounds good though, really, and I'm glad to see more Mexicans Absolutely. getting their shine because other than like a couple episodes of Breaking Bad, right? You're not getting that many Mexicans. I, I would describe it shorthand as traffic meets Breaking Bad. Oh, now hold on, see, see that I mean shorthand. Just, oh God, but that's like giving it more credit than it's due. You can't just put something up there with Breaking Bad right away. No, no, no. I, I meant just the the general feel, atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, okay. the atmosphere of the show. All right, well, we'll leave it at that then. Yeah. The Bridge. The Bridge. On Netflix? Uh, no, it's on FX. On FX? Yeah, airing weekly Wednesday nights at 10. Nice. Uh, nicely Hulu, done. Google Plus? Google Plus. Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus. Oh, you Google can Plus. Yeah, you can also, yeah, fuck them. But you can also check it on Hulu Plus. Right. Yes. Well, I guess that's it for the week then. I want to shout out DMC for coming through again. Uh, I do want to give a, uh, well, thank you to DMC for coming through. You can check out his comic book graphic novel at www.dmc-comics.com or at dmc makes comments on twitter i wanted to give a shout out to everyone who's been leaving comments and subscribing on itunes everyone who's been hitting us on fanbros.com particular shout out this week to samantha f whose comments on the site are really always in-depth and well thought out thank you shout out to samantha Shout out to Fanbros Originals, too. Oh, man. Yeah, we didn't even really get into that. Yeah, shout out to Fanbros Originals again. Shout out to Chris Robinson. You all can go to Fanbros.com. Check out our series, Fearless Future. It's our Fanbros Originals creator-owned comic series. It's free. New comic every other week with an interview by the creators in the weeks where we don't run a comic. And they're really, really good. And I'm not saying this because I'm on the Fanbros show and this is on the Fanbros website. I'm saying this because I worked at DC Comics and I, I, I know people in comics and these comics are really, really, really good. Exceptionally. Like, they're, they, they stand up next to or above any other web comics that are out there. There's really, really great stuff going on there and, and it's only just beginning. Yeah. In fact, uh, the only other web comic that I still read on the regular is Power Nap Comic, which is a really good comic. If you haven't checked that out, you can check that out. But fanbros.com. The original series, Fearless Future. Check it out. It's crazy. Once every other week. We're also accepting submissions for new Fan Bros originals coming up soon. Hit us up. I've been working on some deals for Fan Bros TV and Fan Bros movies. We'll get into that a little later, though. Anything else, Matt? Uh, don't forget, question of the week this week. Go on to fanbroshow.com. We've reposted the list from Vulture of the top 25 action movies. And go on there. Let us know. Which movie would you did they leave off the list that you would have included, and what 
do you think did not deserve a spot on there? Definitely. Also, uh, if you have a Dwayne Reed near you, these milk chocolate raisins are fucking delicious. Shout out. If you don't, Walgreens, Walgreens is their parent company. They probably make a similar. Awesome. Similar product. Yep. Also, we want to hear one more question of the week. What movie made you cry like a baby? And if you saw the Rugrats movie, did you also cry <laughs> like a baby? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the soundtrack to the Rugrats Go to Africa movie is actually really, really good. It's bumping? It's really, yes. I believe absolutely. it. Sounds like yeah. it. Final, so, final question. Do you guys prefer when Men I Mean is allowed to talk in a mic or when, when we have him bound to <laughs> act in the corner? Yeah. Yeah. Until next week, fam bros.